Hey loves, welcome to the Soulful Self-Care Sessions. I'm Pleasance, your host for this sometimes magical, sometimes sciencey, sometimes super woo podcast. My intention is to create a supportive, loving home for your soul. Together, let's explore the ancient wisdom teachings of yoga, Ayurveda, and Eastern philosophy right alongside modern science, well-being, and lifestyle design. Here, we live into the questions, and we don't pretend to have all the answers. I deeply appreciate your support, and I really hope that this inspires you to have more joy and ease every single sacred day. Hey guys, I'm super thrilled to jump in today and talk about Thrive. So Thrive is a program that I um, have online, and you can grab right now if you feel inspired but I'm gonna give you a bunch of tips and tricks about Thrive here on this episode. So let's dive in. Thrive is um, a lifestyle, it's really a lifestyle course teaching you healthy habits for holistic well being, which is partnered with yoga, Ayurveda, intuitive eating, um, being a health coach, and all these lifestyle design um, tips and tricks and rhythms and routines really cool thing about how I design this is that they all fit together. And so once you start to dive into the practices, you will start to see how one affects the other, affects the other, affects the other, and why the combination of putting these practices together into your life and integrating them is so powerful. It will give you energy. It will give you clarity. It will rev up your relationships. It will really help um, with how you're interacting with other people because you're taking care of yourself first. And I know that there's a lot of hype right now about self-care and putting your own oxygen mask on first, but I think that sometimes we don't really know what that means. And we, I hear a lot from people when they say, okay, awesome. Now what? So I understand that you want me to take better care of myself, but what does that really mean and look like? So here are the ways. So let's start with the first topic in Thrive, which is planning. So we come back to planning over and over and over again because it's always changing. It's always shifting depending on the season, depending on your the season outside and the season in your life, depending on your work, depending on your family. So if we can build a sustainable, beautiful, connected relationship to planning, we've got we're really setting ourselves up for success for all of these other areas. Now I've learned like how to integrate my spiritual practices with my planning. I see my planning time as sacred time. It's all in how I, um, the lens from which I'm looking at this, it's not one more thing I do. It's actually the most beautiful thing I do because it's the commitment to my life. It's a commitment to my children, to myself, to my work, to writing, to my students, to just being able to live this life so that um, I am in alignment with my values. And that's all showing up on your calendar. So this can be a really triggering area for people because once we start to dive into the calendar and they see how much a lot of times they're sort of living for other people and on other people's um, agendas, this um, 
can bring up a lot of big emotion. So if that's the case, I actually have um, planning spots on my calendar that are totally free and open where we can just jump on the phone and talk about the basics for your calendar, how to get planning set up so that it feels really good. Because once you do that, you guys, I promise you there's so much more energy around all the ways that you can take care of yourself when you have time to do it. And when you've aligned your calendar with your feelings, your core desired feelings and your values. So planning is the first thing that we talk about that's sort of the framework for the rest of the lifestyle practices. Then we start to talk about evening routines. So a lot of the hype right now is about morning routines, which I totally love. Miracle morning and magical mornings. That's what I call my little morning um, routines. And I want to say that it starts the night before. So our intention actually starts and attention for the next day in terms of how we're preparing and setting ourselves up the night before. So what are we doing to get ready? Does that mean that we... Um, get make sure that we're getting enough sleep for our body. I know that there's so much great research and books and articles around the benefits of sleep and this sort of crazy busy um not sleeping enough habit and pattern. I'm really seeing that break. I'm really seeing people um start to say like, yeah, I really do value my sleep and and hear the choices and priorities that I'm making so I can get better sleep. Um, I'm talking here not so much about sleep, but more the routine that you do to close out your day. So what are those? It's just like if you have kids and you have your evening, your like bedtime routines, it's the same thing for us. We do it for them, but we don't do it for us. So let's do that for ourselves. Start to put in place some things that feel really good to you that help you close out the day. Some examples are journaling, bath, yoga, meditation. You could do five minutes of something, right? Reading that's relaxing, not stimulating, but some way for you daily that you can. And when I say daily, I mean 80% of the time. I always am saying here are things that here's our rhythm, routine, and ritual, and let's do it 80% of the time. So the other 20% of the time um, is really a buffer for the life stuff the long working nights, the traveling, the sick kid, that kind of thing. So um, so how can we close out the day? Now, if you are someone who is ready to have a morning routine that feels awesome and interesting and engaging and beautiful and connected, then do yourself a favor and plan that out the night before. Go ahead and write that down. When you're closing out your day, write down what you want to do in the morning for your morning routine. And in order to get in this habit, you could easily just put some stickies next to the bed and just do it um, right there. And that will help you start to, when you're going to bed, prepare what you might need for the morning. So if you're trying to build a gym routine or a a workout routine, you might want to sleep in your gym clothes or your yoga clothes or whatever, or keep your shoes right by your bed or something like that so that you're reminding yourself and setting yourself up for success. So that's how, do you start to see how planning um, integrates with our evening routines? Because we're setting the stage to do that every night and we're going to set a plan for it. And then we're going to pick something, one or two things that we want to do in the morning. And the evening and morning practices are really similar in terms of like your options for movement, yoga, meditation, journaling, um, reading, you know, any of that stuff can be done in the beginning of the day and the end of the day. And that is really 
such a recipe for energy and connection. I cannot tell you, I know it sounds so simple, but even a five, 10, 15 minute morning practice um, and then supported with that evening practice, it changes people's lives. I've heard it over and over. Not only did it change my life, but also other people's lives. Why? Because it puts those pause moments. It puts those soul connecting moments into our days. And if you are living from the front brain, if you're living from go, 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 if your adrenaline's running all day, it's so important to have these soul practices where we get quiet and we go inward because we are these beautiful, complicated, holistic beings that are a mix of masculine and feminine energy, a mix of these ego soul practices. And we want to honor both. What doesn't, what tends not to feel good is when we are so addicted to the go, 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 that we don't pause to honor the sacredness of the start of the day or the close of the day. And then that's when we start to get really disconnected from nature, seasons, cycles. And that's where that dis-ease starts to come in. Okay, planning, bedtime, mornings. Now let's move into our um, movement practices. So in terms of movement and food nourishment, I talk a lot about intuition, intuitive movement. What would feel good in your body today? Is it a workout class? Is it yoga? Is it a walk? Is it dancing? Is it weightlifting? Is it biking? Is it swimming? Right? Being able to have a handful um, of practices that feel really good in the season and that adjust with the seasons of your life. Do you have a bad knee? Is it really hot outside? You know, how do we adjust our practices and think about them in terms of Doing this again, I'll say it, not because it's one more thing, but because it's a commitment to feeling awesome. When we start to think through this lens of paying attention, all the other areas of our life start to bloom and sprout and get energy in ways they haven't before when we've been stagnant. Um, so our movement practices can be intuitive. One of the ways I love to do this is each season... Um, Put a, make a little uh, movement map or a visual representation or a menu where I might take a piece of paper and then write in the middle movement practices and then have all of these um, pieces that come out around the movement practices for that season. So little spokes on the wheel or a menu and then maybe with some painting. So I, I like to really integrate the creative visuals with the practices as wonderful reminders. You can keep that next to your bed in your office, in your kitchen. And then in that season, when you get up for that day, or again, if you're planning it the night before, you can really say, oh, okay, what, what movement might feel good tomorrow or today or this week if you don't, if you're not, not able to move every day um, intentionally, what are the movement practices? This is such a beautiful way of approaching our physical body as opposed to really um, beating it up by yelling at it for not going to the gym enough. All right, let's move into food and nourishment because I actually look at it very similarly. Let's think about intuition. Let's think about what does our body want today? What is it what does it need? What kind of fuel does it need for the life that we're living? What, um, how intense is our movement practice? And does our food support that type of movement practice? Now, this is a tricky area for some people because their um, stories or their brains might tell them um, 
some things that will get in the way. I don't really want to get too into this right now because it's kind of specific for everyone's story is kind of different. But basically, if your brain or your um, is telling the story like it's OK to eat the whole bag of cookies, um, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I just want you to listen and feel your body after that and see if that really does feel good. When you develop intuition, a really trusting relationship with your own soul and your intuition, um, this is a practice. Over time, you will learn how to trust enough um, to not have bad habits and patterns that don't make you feel good and aren't good for your physical body. Um, it just takes a little bit of time to build that. And also some experimenting. Like, if you eat a whole bag of cookies, most people will not feel good after. And so that experiment is just reminding ourselves that like that didn't really feel good. And I trust myself that if I want to have some cookies that I'll have enough that do feel delicious and nourishing and fun and and just um, kind of adding joy uh, to our life rather than taking it away. So just play with that and pay attention to your thoughts on that. Next up is our stillness practice. So here's how these are related because if you're starving and really, really, really hungry and you're not nourishing yourself, you your belly will be grumbling and it will be very hard to focus on a meditation practice or a stillness practice if you don't have enough energy because you're not eating enough. Um, on the other side, right, not too tight, not too loose. On the other side, if you're eating way too much and you go to sit and meditate or take some deep breaths and do some relaxing yoga, your belly will be so full you won't be able to really enjoy that either. So the, the, the underlying foundation and mission of Thrive is to feel awesome in your body 80% of the time. If you're not feeling awesome in your body 80% of the time, can you please call me? Like you deserve that. You have permission to have that. All of us do. And here are some really awesome ways that we can learn from a number of different modalities how to do it and how they all fit together. And I am not saying you need an hour long meditation practice where you sit and it looks very masculine and it looks one way because in my experience, the feminine flow of meditation through breath and movement in the body or through a walk in the woods or through feeling warm water on my hands while I'm doing dishes and aromatherapy, like what if your life was your meditation practice? What if you had moments of stillness all throughout the day and you like deeply respected this part of your soul and you really wanted... Um, to connect to it daily because you felt the difference. You start to feel that vitality, the sensations, the amazing sensations of being alive. So our stillness practice can come in so many different forms and ways and really feeding it and, and letting it kind of um, be authentic and organic to your experience because you you're looking at the big picture through your planning you're um, starting these routines with starting the day and ending the day with some soul care and some soul check-ins um, really understanding how your body moves and feels where the aches and pains are and how to digest and move through emotions um, of all the things in relationships and conversations that we have every day. And then being able to have some stillness every day in all these little ways to really support it. 
So these are the foundational practices um, that we learn and thrive. But I hope that today's mini episode, mini lessons on thriving um, really helped you uh, be able to take away some things for your own life. Maybe maybe just, you know, jotting down on a note card, these different areas and then saying, okay, like this is, I'm, I'm, I want to dive into these lifestyle practices because I want that vitality and I want that energy. Now there's a few practices that I usually teach as bonuses, but I, I want to mention them here because I do think that they're relevant and a really big part um, of the like expanding into this. So once you get the basics, right, you're like, okay, I'm sleeping awesome. I'm eating better for my body type, for my movement. I'm, I'm getting the hang of, tr you know, trusting myself and eating intuitively and moving intuitively. And wow, I'm just gaining all this energy from these mini stillness practices. Um, I do want to say that journaling is definitely part of thriving. Journal practice, reflection practice is definitely part of being able to process and move through our lives, the past and the present and the future, um, and all these relationships that we're in and our own patterns and habits. So journaling and mindset go hand in hand. Our mindset, our stories that we tell ourselves, there's lots of um, wonderful information right now out about this, the brain science, along with the <coughs> wisdom traditions um, of Eastern philosophy talk a lot about this. So our mindset, learning about our mindset patterns and habits and how we stay in certain personality types. So Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this. Um, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. Um, there's just a lot of wonderful resources. I'm happy to send more to you. That Actually, a bunch are on my book guide that's on the website, um, like my favorite learning books that have changed my life. Um, so hopefully you'll see some of them on there. But um, the journaling and mindset go hand in hand because with the journaling, you really start to see some of your patterns and habits. But listen, I don't know, in my experience, if you are not getting enough sleep, feeding your body junk for your body, like I'm not defining junk, you get to make that definition. But if you do not have regular movement or stillness practices, and you're not um, really thinking about how these all integrate together, and you just go right to the journal, I see a lot of people who do that writing piece, and it ends up just perpetuating the thoughts and habits that they currently have. So it's not actually a practice that's expanding them and growing them. It's more staying the same. Every single day, I get two emails in my inbox um, from two different um, uh, sort of schools and philosophies of personality and types that are really helpful to me for journaling. So the first one is Enneagram, E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And Enneagram Institute, um, if you go to their website, you can get a daily Enneagram note, which will send you reminders for your type. We'll do a whole episode on Enneagram, and I'll talk more about that. But just so you can start, you can start to see what type you might fall into, where you might think you are and then um, start to get these daily reminders that are great for journaling. Another, and also for mindset around how you're attached to your personality and your identity. 
Another one is um, the Abraham Hicks Law of Attraction site also has a daily quote or reminder. And I love to get that because it really is always just kind of a little nugget that I can then chew on and journal about and or think about or just save. So these are kind of um, bonuses for thriving is thinking about how our mindset and journaling practices really support thriving and feeling awesome. Um, and I love to talk about those in terms of really more of that foundation and framework. So I hope this helped. I hope this gave you some awesome ideas and inspirations for how to bring um, some of these lifestyle practices into your world so that you're feeling awesome. So to close, let's take a deep breath. Oh, I was talking fast and exhale. <laughs> May you be happy. May you be safe, may you be healthy, and may you live with ease.